Hey, Pretty Posse, and welcome to another episode of Pretty Pillow Talk Podcast. This week, we feature the amazing Lash CEO, Rakina Belti. She has built a um, huge business of being a lash artist and a PMU brow artist, all while her husband was deployed and having babies. I've been following her, her for years and know you're going to love this episode. We are also wanting to highlight and bring forward celebrating Black History Month beauty boss babes of African American descent. So this month you're going to hear a lot and every month from now, we're just launching this this month. We're going to bring forward and feature those women of color who don't always get seen and promoted in our industry as much. Um, so I'm so excited to get right into this episode. Good. Okay. Welcome to this episode of Pretty Philotech po- Podcast. I'm so excited because I have Rakina Valenti here today. She's a lash artist. Okay. Tell me again. Valenti. Belty. Mother trucker. I'm going to start again. I'm going to edit this whole section out. Welcome. I think you should keep it. Oh. Keep it. Roll with it. It's real. <laughs> Just keep it. Just keep it going. I love you. I'm so excited that you're here. I have been wanting, like you were as, as I was thinking about doing this podcast, you were like one of the first people I'm like, I need to interview her. I, I got to talk to you a little bit back at um, LashCon, Paul oh, Luber, Tessany <laughs> Luber. I'm giving you a shout out right now because I love your LashCon and your uh, LashCast podcast. You inspire me. Um, mm-hmm. And so all of these people inspire me and I got to, got to listen in on your, uh, not breakout room, but one of your segments where you were talking about, um, what was the subject? Just the me. pandemic. I think you were just talking about business during the pandemic, but I was oh, just yeah. like, and I was, and I was just like, oh my gosh, I need to see her again and tell her all the things. So I was so excited because it was such an intimate setting. Yeah. Um, and thank you so much for agreeing to do this, uh, be on Pretty Pillow Talk podcast with me. So uh, I told you that I would ask you three questions. So the first question is what, who, or who inspires you in this industry or like a celebrity, like who do you look to when you're feeling like down or like needing in need of inspiration? Mm, That's a tough one because I feel like um, in the beginning, when I first got started, I am always inspired by people who can start with nothing and turn whatever situation, whatever industry that they want to be in into something completely different. So not necessarily wealth or, you know, for me, it was having time to spend with my growing family. Thank you. And, but still working, but not working 80 hours a week, you know, and it was somebody local who I thought was like doing all these things, you know, and it's pretty much how my story began because I had already tried 
different industries and none of them really work. But when I saw this and I saw this girl and I was like, oh my gosh, she's doing so great. I want to be like that. Oh, I love lashes. So great. You know, whatever. And of course, you know, I don't know if it's just a timing thing, but back then there wasn't a lot of people openly sharing about the lash industry. It was just the pretty right. And I'm no, a boss, you're right. boss, you know, you reach out, marketing. like I would compliment her work. You know, I love what you're doing. Your volume sets are gorgeous. What adhesive do you, is your go-to? Nothing crickets. Like right. she wouldn't right. say thank you. And I'm right. like, All right, well, I guess I have to be my own motivation. I have to, you know, I have to be the one to inspire myself because some people get in a position of doing well and they feel like if they help someone else, that takes from them. Right. It's a scarcity mindset. Yeah, it really is. It is. So I think, you know, for me, it had to be, it had to be myself because I wanted to look to other people in this industry, but there just wasn't a lot of options eight, nine years ago, you know? Exactly. And it was in about 2017 that I found you. And I was Mm -hmm. going through the same exact thing. I was like, oh my gosh, I love lashes. I'm changing careers. I need more time for my family because my husband works all the time and isn't really home. And this could give me that. I saw the potential and nobody was giving out any, like, unless you paid for it. Except for, I, I will say, that I stole a lot from um, that UK chick. Uh, which one? Um, the, uh, you know, I'm talking about because everybody was like looking, Frankie yeah. Widow. Yes, girl. <laughs> yeah. Except that her stuff was even outdated for when I was 2016, 2015, right. when I was getting into this because, anyway, I am grateful to you, Frankie Widows. Thank you. Thank you for all the content that was out there. But then I stumbled across you and your website and what you were doing on social media. And the first message you had was like, email me, mm-hmm. ask me all the things, ask yeah, me your yeah. questions. And I'm, I was self-taught at the very beginning, as yeah. I think a lot of people are, because they think, yeah. oh, this isn't hard, you know? Um, <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> Then you do in your life. <laughs> and you're like, why don't my lashes look like Instagram lashes? <laughs> so true. Why are they so true. So true. <laughs> why are her eyes burning? Because you don't have a license and you can't get the quality products. <laughs> and you're still using freaking Amazon adhesives and I can point get a two lash five for lashes. Yeah. Point twos. Point twos. Point twos. <laughs> oh my gosh. And you know, so I was struggling. I was like, I was struggling. It was a bad, I was in a bad way. It was a bad place for me at that time. And just seeing you so open, your work was great you know and you were only growing mm-hmm. and you had that growth mindset I you thank you for inspiring me to stay oh, in the oh, industry God. because I was gonna quit I was gonna quit because yeah. I'm like I can't keep fucking up uh I can't keep messing up my friend's lashes 
Okay. I can't. My poor family. No oh, I'm going to have no friends. They thought I could do their lashes. Because I thought I could do their lashes. I believed it. I believed it. Um, so thank you from the bottom of my heart because your openness and you being you, because I think that is authentic to who you are, mm-hmm. um, your willingness to teach others, even, even as you're growing, yeah. I connected to that and I needed that at that time. And I wouldn't be here still trying to, still trying to hustle, still yeah. trying to do my thing, um, without that. So I really, 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 really love you and appreciate you for that. Also, mm-hmm. I'm a boy mom. And hey. I and the <laughs> fact that you were trying to do this, I think your husband was deployed at yeah. that time. 2017, he was on deployment. Yep. Yeah. And so when I interacted with you at that time, thank you, by the way, for your service, for your oh. husband's service and your family's service to our country. Um that even more made me like, oh, hell, what? <laughs> She's doing this and she, her husband gone and she got like five, four kids. <laughs> I better get on. I, I, I need to do this. I need to, I need to show up. You know, I was pissed at myself. <laughs> I was like, this cannot be work. This is not how this works. Um, <laughs> And even now, to this day, when I listen to you at uh, LashCon, you were still like got kids running around and like you're still doing the thing. And I think where we connect even more is that this industry can make you a lot of money, you know, very quickly if you do it right. Right. Um, But my priority and in my calendar, even if you opened up my like schedulicity calendar, you see, like, if I don't put in the kids, like, volleyball practice, piano oh, lesson, uh, whatever the, it, it, it gets it taken exist. over. Yes. <laughs> if it's not in there, the, same. And the whole point of me even entering this industry at this time is because I know I have a 15-year-old, uh, almost 14-year-old, and a 10-year-old, and they're going to be gone yeah. in, like, Gee, the first two are going to be gone in three years. And I don't have the luxury of getting that time back. My kids aren't going to want to come back. I promise you. They're not going right. to be like, hey, mom, let's go to lunch. Like, no. Right. They're going to be like. And them now, though. Listen, you can't just show up once every few months. I ain't yeah. having that. So you're <laughs> coming back often because I'm not playing yeah. this game. <laughs> exactly. And so I'm sorry, the garbage truck decided to show up on Saturday morning at 730. <laughs> So irritating. So, so I'll make money later. Like, yeah. hello, I've been in this industry for four years. I've had to do it mostly part-time. Yeah. I've only been able to step into it full-time for like the last three months, I'm going to say. Wow. And I'm not gonna, I don't want the money mindset to take over because I, I can be a workaholic and I can be like, girl, Let's make it. Let's make the money. But yeah, but I can't lose the time. So I think that's kind of where you and I meet as well Mm -hmm. in um, in our goals and our our mentality of being in this industry. 
you also okay so you're a lash artist but you're also a very excellent permanent makeup artist is that correct yeah so i actually i at this point in my career i do more brows than i do lashes um yeah. so it's been and i feel like that's part of the reason why the pandemic shutdown did not hurt my business as much because even my lash extension clients just kind of flipped to lash lifting for the most part or a lot of them just dropped off and for me I was okay with that because my schedule for the most part is booked with new brow clients and brow touch-ups or maintenance appointments and now lash lifts and tint or um, brow lamination and tinting them and shaping them. So, and it's been great. And I, you know, can't complain in that regard, but- Congratulations. Thank you. I feel my, I mean, my heart breaks for people who they're a single parent and this is their, their oh life and they have kids and- you know, shut down for months and months and months. Okay, open up. No, sorry, you guys shut back. Like, I can't even wrap my head around that, you know? So, I know there are a lot of clients who kept their lashes, girl. They were just like, I'm not letting go. I'm not letting go of my lashes. I don't yeah. care. Oh, <laughs> where you need me to wear a hazmat suit, girl. Just cut it off a little <laughs> Open the suit right here. Oh, my God. And it was funny during quarantine when you'd go to the store and you'd see the girls with their extensions. You're like, hey, girl, I see you. See you. That still is overdue, isn't it? I know. <laughs> Here's my card. Come see me. Oh my gosh. I think yeah. that I just recently um, ventured and took my first certification for powder ombre brows. Oh, okay. Thinking that I've mastered lashes. I'm doing this. It's good. I'm good. I got, you know, you're, you're always learning, but sure. it's once you get to a certain level, you're like tweaking a little bit, right? It's like adhesive and. Right. Yeah. But technique is down, you know, my lap, my sets are good. Um, but permanent makeup, mother. Oh. Holy moly. It's a lot. It's a lot mentally too. I don't know if you've picked up on that part of it. It's a lot more mentally that you yes. have to commit Focus. to. Uh, yeah. Can I ask you your technique for not erasing your drawing as you're... Okay, Absolutely. so here in Hawaii, microblading blurs real fast because of our lifestyle and the humidity. So okay. I know Virginia is pretty humid, but People surf, they're out in the sun, they're sweating more. Um, they, mm -hmm. in, in addition to possibly having oily skin. And right. then if the lines are too close together, if your microblading lines are too close together, it looks and heals looking like a powder ombre brown anyway. Right. Okay. So um, we're, this is something we've only really learned as uh, microblading became really big here. Mm -hmm. And then people are coming back for their retouches two, three years later. And they're like, did you get microblading? Right. Yeah. Like, you sure you didn't get no powder bro? Right. <laughs> that looks yeah. like cheating to me. You know, yeah. so for your state, what is more popular? Is it microblading or is it powder shading? You know, I want to... I want to say that it could potentially be about half and half 
for me, I don't do a lot of powder. I mean, I don't do complete powder brow. So like a client comes in and they want ombre. That's not, I don't even offer it, but I do know how to use like my nano shader. And I've even got my little dot for my brow sorcery. Um, okay. Explain what that is. Oh, so this is just the power supply. So it's, there's a magnet and this is like my toolbox that I have here. And this is just like the magnet. And this is the power supply that connects to. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. Your machine. That's so cool. You, so yeah. you do mostly microblading then. I do. Sometimes I'll do hybrid um, where I just give a little bit of dimension with the digital pen, but it's almost always microblading. And my technique is very hyper-realistic. And I think that's what keeps drawing a lot of my clients to me is because I don't make it look like makeup. It just looks like, oh my gosh, your brows are back. Like they grew in. I can't even tell that that's that because it looks more like hair. So, and you're working on a course, right? An online course, right? I, something to that. <laughs> All right, girls, just make the money. <laughs> Courses can come later. <laughs> Don't want to give all the secrets away. Um, okay, that's really cool. I'm, I'm really glad that I asked you that. So tell me, like, how did you get into this industry? Well, my story is basically, um, yeah, what's I have a story? yeah, technician background from the Navy. I spent four years in the Navy. That's where I met my husband. I Thank got out of break fix technology type stuff. I was working for Coinstar. I was working for a company called Rico. Um, it was when I, I know was Rico. Yeah. Girl, the word just yeah. gives me anxiety even saying it. <laughs> like, mm. All right, those big corporate style copiers and printers yes. and network together to yes. talk. Oh, there's a yeah. lot of copy. It's like your glass it's is so dirty. Cool. It's like, <laughs> girl, there's an alcohol swab. I know you can find one. Go right. wipe over it. Thing. So I spent 15 years in the dialysis, in dialysis industry. And okay. we switched over from Xerox machines to Rico machines. And I hate them. I hate them. But anyway... <laughs> Not my favorite. them in this podcast, but yeah. Okay. So go ahead. So you did techie um, things. Yep. So I was good at it. I did it for 12 more years after I got out of the Navy. It paid what I thought was well, you know, um, but I just got to a point where I felt like if this is it, this is me dying slowly and I need to find something else that makes more sense creatively for me, more money. Um, and so this program came along, it was like, hey, we'll retrain veterans. If you're over 35 and unemployed, we'll retrain you on one of these 250 careers. And one of them was esthetician. I was what? like, I was on leave because I had surgery on my foot. I quit on leave so I could be unemployed and applied for that program. I got it, went to esthetician school, got it paid for graduated, had my website up and running before I graduated because I'd already tried and failed at several businesses before. So I was like, I'm going to get a jump start on this. I'm going to be my own boss. I'm going to do this. And I was just motivated, yeah. like about halfway through esthetician school. I was like, I'm going to do this on my own. I graduated, got my own place, which turned out to be garbage bombed. I put a bunch of my money into it. And it was just like the landlord was a hoarder. 
and didn't want to move his stuff. And, oh my gosh, you're kidding. Yeah, but I found my place. Um, it was a room in a hair salon. Me and the owner jived well. I was there for five years and that's pretty much where it grew. The room wow. was about the size, half the size of this room. I mean, it okay. was tiny, yeah. very yeah. small, um, yeah. but I loved it. I loved working you know, alongside of her. It was close to home. And that's really where my business grew. I started focusing on lashes because I couldn't get enough facial clients, couldn't get enough waxing clients. And then I just realized if I do lashes, I can make more in the hour and enjoy myself more. And I really, really started loving lashes. Like I was yeah, exactly. Lashes, you know, but ah, I love I just kept going. <laughs> <laughs> and then moved into brows and here we are. So wait, go back and tell me about that program for anybody listening who is in the Navy and thinking of changing careers or any, um, you know, branch of the uh, military, is it something as, so as you transition out? So it... I think the program I did was a special program. And oh, okay. I don't know if they even have it anymore. It was okay. under the Obama administration. So oh, he did such a good job. He did such a good job. Oh, I don't know if the other president that was there got rid of it or something. I think so. We won't even, he who shall not be named. Right. Um, so <laughs> my husband worked for the VA at the same time, or mm -hmm. maybe a little bit later than that, during the Obama administration. And mm -hmm. he worked in a branch of the defense department that contracted his company to or the company he worked for to help veterans or people leaving the military yeah. transition into careers. Absolutely. So I wonder, but they did stop that program when okay. he who shall not be named came into the picture. So yeah. I, for anybody who's listening, who's in branch of the military and wanting to change careers, uh, I will try to find- yeah, DI bill would help you get education and trade. Um, you yeah. still have that. So, so then when did you start incorporating? So yeah, everybody's terrible at lashes at the beginning. I'm so grateful for all the people who are forgiving and just, you know, are so nice, are so nice. <laughs> but did you feel that way when you went into permanent, permanent makeup as well? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, after, you know, when I jumped in, uh, Virginia wasn't regulating it with a license. So as like being an esthetician, I was able to just take a class, yeah. I, a little two day class, just like everybody else was doing back then and was terrified. Are they still doing that? I know, was terrified. I didn't have anybody here saying, hey, you know, you want me to shadow you while you do your first live model? Like, you know, Wow. I, it took months. I mean, it took probably a full year after I took that class to take a couple of more classes. And then I practiced a lot. I practiced a ton on foam tape. I practiced just drawing them like, because I didn't have the confidence. It took me like four months to even take a live 
paying client and I'd done it on myself and I'm like, okay, it's not bad. I did it on a friend who didn't need it. You know, bless her heart. She let me <laughs> microblade her brows when her brows didn't need it, which I recommend that for people who are starting out, especially if you go through a full class or a course, license your course. That's what I recommend doing. Finding friends that have pretty decent brows and say, hey, do you mind if I just, you know, give you some strokes? You probably won't even see them, but it just helps me work on live skin. That's what I did. And my friend let me. And after I, you know, did more practicing on like the fake skin and everything, I began to get confident enough to say, all right, I guess I can open up that wait list I had been building <laughs> and say, I'm, oh yeah, so I can take appointments. <laughs> I have space now. And I just- You did that so, <laughs> you have such a marketing mindset because even at LashCon, you were like, girl, I just started hyping it on my website. And people were yeah. like, People were like, I want to go, I want to go. And then you're like, oh, wait, I have a wait list. I'm like, mother trucker, that is the smartest. That is the smartest thing. I'm like, why didn't I think that? Because you, gotta tr you have to get people who are going to be your clients in the right frame of mind. Because anytime I see something and it says, oh, yeah, this service is coming soon. I'm like, mm, okay, so does that mean you don't you're know not ready yet? Yeah. Right. And you need to be some of your first. No, I started talking about it in July on my blog. I didn't go to class till September. And then I didn't see a first paying client till December. So all that right. time people were thinking, oh, you're so busy with it already. And it's like, uh-huh. So now when uh -huh. I reach out to I'm you. I'm busy practicing. <laughs> I'm busy practicing. I'm getting such good advice from several of my friends who are experienced and working and they're like and one of my girlfriends she's gonna be on our podcast as well she's like oh you know what the, like the best advice I got was like practice on a balloon I'm like you can tattoo a balloon what? <laughs> what? you can I found it on YouTube holy this girl is using lip ink a red ink and she's tattooing a white balloon and her hand is so fast and her powder strokes are so fast this is not microblading this is powder shading okay okay and i was like holy moly and then other people practice on oranges True. it's yeah. just i guess you know for the porous skin but even but you're right you're constantly thinking you're like you know i tried my first couple of clients because, you know, my course encouraged us to charge right out the bat. Charge yeah. less. Don't charge no $400. But you paid for your training, at least get $100, you know. Right. But I don't, I think I'm going to go backwards from that and okay. just kind of like see. <laughs> because like, I... I have in my mind when I learn something, I have to learn it in a pro. I have to create the steps. It's like, okay, consultation, pictures before pictures, color match, yeah, draw, mapping, yeah. right? Yeah. Ask the client, do you like this? Fill it in for them. When I, I even have a girl who fills it in with the ink, so they're not okay. as surprised at how dense the it looks. Right. But this is all powder shading because like yeah. I said, in Hawaii, we do it differently. But yeah. I have this, like I have it on my heart. I really want to do microblading. Yeah. Like I think I'd be better at that faster 
right. then anyway, I'm talking about too much about myself. This isn't me. This isn't about oh, no. me. This is not you. Okay. <laughs> I feel like if you, I don't know, because I've heard a lot of people, like when I taught my class in October, like the licensure class. So I was with them for a month and we were, you know, in class eight hours for three days a week for a month. It was like, they have been watching YouTube videos and everything too. And they're like, I don't know, powder brows just seem so much easier because you're literally no, just cool and you're just like coloring. And I was no, like, I mean, yes, it could be for some people. Um, and maybe that's why some people that think it that's easier, they don't want to do microblading because they're like, oh my gosh, you have to have like individual strokes to make it look like hair. And if some people can't grab that concept, then they gravitate to ombre. Because they're like, oh, ombre is so much better and it's less, it's gentle on the skin. It's this, it's whatever. But I don't know. I feel like my clients, they want more of a, oh, your hair's just shaped. Yes. You got your eyebrows. I think most clients want that. Most mm -hmm. clients want that. Um, Especially I older find, Over, yeah. I feel like 35 and older, you know? It's a lot of the younger ones are like, oh, I want to make it look like I have makeup on every day. And it's like, well, most of my clients don't like that. <laughs> right. I, I find that my lash clients are the same way. They're more professionals. They more mm -hmm. want like just subtle. They want people to ask them, oh, are those your real lashes? And right. they do. They get that a lot. Right. Um, even the people who wear glam lashes that my glam sets, yeah. they feel like still light enough to it's not it's a, what it's I good. call like yeah it's not um it's it's just natural professional lashes and I think yep. people want that with their brows too mm -hmm. so as I'm working on my shading I just I feel like I'm back right at the beginning of lashes again it's just like yeah. so I'm gonna focus on my podcast I'm just gonna <laughs> part. <laughs> you know, because that's uh, way easier. So you you got into the industry, but but your husband was deployed at the time. Like, like you were so, doing all of this because when he was gone, <laughs> he is he's been gone back and forth. I mean, definitely when I started this. So I graduated aesthetic school in 2013. I had Ava in February of 2014. So I took some time off because I had a newborn. So I literally had her and then was starting in my new room, renting from, you know, the hair salon owner. And so I just went completely in. I did Groupons. I was doing living socials. I was going mobile. I was running around to like high-end apartment complexes. And, mobile and, sucks. And it does suck. But I was literally willing to do whatever I had to do in order to get I did the same busier. thing. You know, I did the same sucks, thing at the beginning. No. Oh, you want me to work on Sunday? I can do that. Yep. You need me to work at nine o'clock at night. I mean, I don't want to, but I will. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, you live in a high rise with a three-story walk up. I'll, I'll carry my massage bed on my back. Oh, you have, oh wait, you don't have lighting. Right. Uh, and your dog wants to sit on you while I do your lashes, girl. Yeah, got this. Oh it was bad. I yeah. literally had, bless her heart, one of my clients. The bed wouldn't work. 
where I, I brought my bed, but the space just didn't allow for it. I literally had to Jimmy rig like a sunbathing chair, pull it back so that yeah. she's kind of in a yeah. reclined position, rest it on my lap. Oh my God. Four hours. <laughs> That's true grit. Yes, girl. <laughs> Talk about willing to do anything. <laughs> and that, and it's she had those the dog. Stories, though. It's those stories that people need to hear because I feel like too many times now people see where you are because of those things, but they just want to be where you are. Right? <laughs> Nobody's oh, looking wanted- at my. No. It's fine. Nobody's down my Instagram and be like, I want to be that girl. Oh, listen, (laughs) there's always somebody looking. Trust me. There's someone who started probably last week and they're like, oh my God, what am I doing starting this in the middle of a pandemic? And they find me. I promise you. Well, to anybody who's listening, they need to know that I will answer any questions and tell you any stories that you need to hear to keep you going because the only difference between us and other girls is that you don't quit. Sheila Bella says that all the time. I didn't quit. I'm not going to quit. And you just got to keep, you just got to keep at it until, I I don't think you ever stop. You haven't stopped. I'm not stopping. Other things. Yes. It just evolves there. That's true. It just evolves and there is enough to go around. Okay, guys, like think about like if I, I'm a solo artist, okay, I want to take vacation. I may or may not get sick, right? I want to be able to be like, hey, there's this girl in Honolulu or in, you know, Kailua that I know, go to her when I'm gone. Come back to me. Don't come back to me. But yeah. I'm not going to let my client suffer because I want to have a life. Yeah. Right. And I feel like there's way more business out there waiting to be found than there is like, oh, I got to hold on to everybody. For sure. I have to. And I, I did work for someone who was like that, just very paranoid about like being stolen from with that, just that scarcity mindset. And it colored everything she did. She's extremely I successful. I believe it. Um, but it's it makes it so that you're always paranoid. And I just can't live in that state, you know? It's yeah. like, come to me, don't come to me, okay. Yeah. So your husband was deployed and off and on through this whole thing. Mm-hmm. You had your daughter, 2014, mm-hmm. and you have older kids. I do. I have two boys. You two boys. How old are they? Uh, now they're 15, 13, and she's six. See, girl, I'm telling you, like, we had babies same time. And, like, it's so weird as a mom to transition into the teenager. It like, is. It is. Especially yeah. Boys, boys are like, different. Like, they don't, like, need me that much. Especially yes. my oldest. 
I'm and like, it can you like that? A hug or something? Like you're still like I, my baby, even though you're I, like six two. <laughs> okay. They're tall as well. They're like five eleven. And I'm like, I don't care that I'm five two. You get down here and you give me a hug every day. Every right. day. Or I pat them like in the car. I'll yeah. like just like kind of like pet them and and <laughs> mommy it's, you're being weird yeah like oh the word here is cringy right oh, so cringy you hear that yeah, yeah. So cringy. That oh you're being cringy <laughs> no, we, don't do we don't do the dab anymore it's cringy yeah <laughs> so then what i'll do is i'll try to that's why it's important for me to drive them and basically it just happened like that where all of a sudden, my older two, they cook for themselves. They do their own laundry. They yeah. bathe themselves. They, yeah. I give, you know, I, I've started giving my oldest allowance now. It's only $10 a week. But I'm like, this, you need to learn to manage your own money. If you need deodorant, if you need, he's shaving. He's shaving. <laughs> it's so gross. Ours should be. He won't. <laughs> All right, we're going to take you to get a haircut. Oh, okay, oh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. And so it's yeah. like, but it was sudden. All yeah. of a sudden they were like, or they just kind of want their space. Yeah, which I'm not and that, with. And that transition, yeah, no, me neither. I'm like, where's no. your phone? Give me your phone. I'm going to read your text. <laughs> there will be no dick pics in this house. <laughs> Oh, there will be no, there will be no, ma'am. No, do not make oh me announce gosh. this. You know, I mean, teaching them about they don't have social media. Okay. Because I've scared them. Mm -hmm. Because I told them I'm like everything on the internet lives forever. And in addition to that, if you take a picture of your penis, it's going to go viral, <laughs> even though it won't. <laughs> everybody gonna see that shit. whatever works <laughs> does that work all right um i'll buy it Seriously. i don't know but because what reason, other generation of parents has had to deal with what we have to deal with right none now? none so none. whatever works for us and keeps them safe and away from pedophiles and weirdos that yeah are out there I, i'm yeah. down but who who told I don't know when it started. I guess when cell phones came out and you could text a picture to someone else. Mm. But the men of that age group, the middle-aged men, made it popular to start sending women these photos, right? And now it's a thing. It's not cute. And now it's a thing for the boys coming up because it's been done before. And I'm yeah. just trying to be like, no. I'm trying to explain to them this is not no no this is not how you're gonna catch crabs from your phone. <laughs> I lie, girl. I will lie. Whatever works. And then it's yeah. gonna come back around and be like, well, you know, it's gonna be another mom talking to you, and she's gonna say, Well, mine said my son doesn't do it because we found out that you can get crabs from your phone. So and you're gonna die laughing because that's your line of spread. <laughs> and you're gonna be 
like, who told you that? What? what? I mean, if it works though, right? I think so. I think if it, we're just trying to parent in a very different world, I think. And so, yeah, that transition and shift for them into teenage teenage years happened really quickly. And all of a sudden I felt like my kids don't need me anymore the same way. They no. need me in a very different way. They need me to just listen yeah. and give them space. And money. But my 10-year-old still needs so much. Oh, and money for sure. And rides. Right. My other, my, my middle son plays volleyball and here we have beach season all year round, of course, because mm -hmm. we're in Hawaii and we have indoor season okay. and it's, and he's a part of a very expensive club, right? So then he gets into the car the other day and he says, mom, I'm going to join, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to audition for beach or not audition, try out. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm a musical theater person, so every, everything's an audition for me, <laughs> if you haven't noticed. <laughs> so he's like, Mom, I'm going to try out for Beach next week. I go, oh, yeah? He goes, I go, and he goes, you don't want me to do it, right? Because I'm going to get sun, I'm going to get uh, skin cancer. So context to that story, my husband just went through about a skin cancer. He, uh -huh. he grew up here in Hawaii, too, but he's very white. Okay. And in the early 80s, nobody was like, put sunscreen, put sunscreen on. Sunscreen on. No, they wasn't. No, girl. No. Is best. <laughs> like oil, coconut oil. Yeah. You burn, right? Yeah, so he yeah. would always get, he would always get very, very sunburned. And now he's in his 40s and it's coming back to bite him in the ass. So he recently had a cancerous mole on his nose that had to be removed. Thank so good Lord that it was basal cell and they got it and the margins are clean and he just has a, he just has a, um, stitches. So anyway, so my son's like, Oh, you don't want me to play beach. Cause you don't want me to get skin cancer. And I'm like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> really. That's not it. But, but then he goes, I'm going to do it anyway. And I'm like, Oh, oh yeah. Who's going to pay for it. And he's like, what are you going to be like that for? <laughs> <laughs> Cause that's the squash of it. That's it. Like, you got your own money? Yeah. So anyway, so anyway, um, I, that's, that's, yeah, kids are hard. So now you're in this place of your super successful lash artist, super successful microblader. What other thing you're teaching courses now too, where like yeah. you're mentoring people. Yeah, so my permanent makeup school got approved uh, last summer, which I the year before. <laughs> the pipeliner from Virginia, will you teach me? Yeah, absolutely. Get to That's stay. Amazing. I mean, it's not, it's not Hawaii, but it's you know, it's it's I. Yeah, but milk ain't no eight dollars over there. Uh no, no, wow, no. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. I love teaching. I mean, I feel like from the beginning, I've been teaching little things. This is just more of like a structured and they get to go and sit for the state board to take the licensure. And that's the biggest part, you know, that I'm, 
I love because there's so many people that are convincing people take our two, three day class here in Virginia and you're all set. You're, you're certified. It's like, oh, well, not here. just Virginia. Yeah, you have to be, you have to have your license. So I've been pushing that part. Like, don't have to spend twice the amount. Come and learn with us and actually learn, get your license and then go out and the world do it. So yeah, that's, um, I like that. I like the way those numbers work too, because it gives me a little bit more time again. My husband's getting ready to retire from the Navy in like 20 days. So, wow, congratulations. That's amazing. That's yeah. really amazing. Wow. Are you guys going to stay in Virginia then, you think? For now, just because, you know, our youngest, she's only six. So we're going yeah. to try to get her through most of school. I can't say for sure, like the whole time, because I feel like once the boys are gone, we're going to be like. <laughs> oh, yeah, girl. <laughs> I got plans. <laughs> My oldest is going to be 16 this year, so Thank his brother's you. two years behind him, so it's like, all right, so. Yeah, let's go to Japan. You know, so. Well, now with the pandemic, who knows? Stay in Hawaii. It's hard. Um, so tell me, you know, in all of your experiences, you have to have had some pretty interesting stories, right? Oh. Yeah. Like, girl. <laughs> okay. I think my That's interesting it. stories are just interesting clients. Like, you know, the clients that come with like their, their sugar daddy and they're like super pumped and excited. And then it's like, okay. Then they start asking for stuff that we don't like to safely give them. And all of a sudden they turn into like this freaking I don't know, Tasmanian devil. And it's like, uh -huh. oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So a girl, she actually wasn't even my client. She was one of my stylist clients. And I was in here finishing up with a client, but I could hear her out there. And I heard them when they first came in. And I don't know if you've worked with the public. So do you ever yeah. get just like that gut, like when you first oh, meet yeah. somebody, you're like, oh crap, you're going to be an issue. Yeah. Even though they're friendly, even though they're, you know, forthcoming, no. it seems like. Yeah. There's yeah. something inside that reads what their real motive is. And I heard yeah. that when I heard them come in because they were all like, oh my gosh, look at her car out there. Woo, that thing is nice. Ooh, yeah. And I'm like, I'm in here listening, right? And Mallory's like trying to talk to them about like what the girl wants and her lashes and stuff. And, you know, they're just kind of all over the place. The girl sounds really young. The, husband sound like he could be my grandfather it was weird. oh so weird. yeah yeah so she you know ended up wanting mega volume lashes but had just had nail salon lashes and ripped them off herself so her lashes were in poor shape yeah like, you can't confidently give you mega volume Yes. You know, and the rest of your lashes could easily just come out. Well, no, yes. your website says that you do custom sets and that and that and that. And I was like, oh gosh, here we go. I oh. knew it. <laughs> <laughs> so I like, like, I got the ratchet like, Yes, is that we need to listen to that gut, you know, when it comes to working with the public and not look at it from oh, I'm going to miss out on that money. Okay, you might, but guess what? The emotional heartbreak and the anxiety yeah. of dealing with that client yeah. for the next month or two or three or four years, yeah. is it worth it? 
you know, let be okay letting clients go and telling them you're not a good fit because it opens the door for clients who are a better fit and your experience and your willingness to turn them away when they're asking for something that's damaging. (laughs) I want to say though, that that's because there's not enough. And I'm going to, I was actually about to do a Mythbuster live on this today. There's not enough. Yeah. There's not enough artists out there saying, if you go to someone who has damaged your lashes, and you'll know because the artist who removes the lashes will tell you you need to give it time to heal yeah and people don't accept that like Mm -hmm. you need to get it on you need to you need to be taking biotin you need to be taking castor oil you need to be taking beyond the teeth girl all the things that are going to help your i mean i don't care if you take prenatal pills you need to heal your lashes yeah. Because if not, and I go in and I put these lashes on you, you're not going to be happy because you're not, you're not going to see the mega volume that you want. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be scared the whole time because I'm testing out with threes and fives. The most I'm trying to achieve what you want, but it's not realistic. It's just not, not realistic, no. you know? And people don't get that. We need to talk about that, like you said. I feel like that that part of getting what you want isn't talked about enough. No, because it's one thing that you want to please your client. You want to give Mm -hmm. them and deliver what they're expecting, Mm -hmm. especially when they come in with pictures. You want (laughs) Pinterest? Thanks, Pinterest. Like, okay, we need to put real pictures on Pinterest. Right. Like that, first of all, those are strips. And actually that's right. two sets of strips. So there's yeah. that. <laughs> like you're not, we're not gonna be able to do that. Um, uh-huh. And if we do, your grow out is gonna be horrendous because you've got these freaking butterflies on your face. So bad. If they do grow and don't just like right. come all out, like. Right, or they'll fall over. Like this. Yes, there's just so much to it that I feel like clients should understand. But if we aren't talking about it enough, then it doesn't become this, this, you know, unified voice across the board because there is people that are still, oh yeah, we can do that. And it's like, oh gee. Yeah. Thanks guys. Thanks for making my job harder. Yeah. No, it's so true. Like, do you feel like, what is your funniest story to date? Mm, funniest would probably be a husband and wife who came in the husband was a uh retired captain or something so he had this arrogance about him wife was dating he's not about this i don't think this is gonna work and it's kind of weird doing a tattoo on your face and uh how long have you been doing this where are your pictures you're licensed and the wife is like so embarrassed can't believe he even wanted to come. I told him not to come. She's very yeah. So I got a good vibe from her. So I was trying to just block out the vibe of her husband. He's sitting in the chair and we're, you know, I'm going through all the steps. I walk my clients through everything and keep them informed every step. So lower anxiety, keep them, you know, their expectations met. We finished and she's like, oh my gosh, these are so great. I love them. He comes over and looks, what the babe? 
babe, oh my gosh, those were amazing. How, how did you do that? How does it look like it's so real? She looks hot. Oh my gosh. Same stoic dude coming in. Oh, I don't think this is gonna work. It seemed like you've done it enough. And I was like, and he wow. is, you know what? Yeah. I mean, excited, like, babe, babe, look, maybe I should, I mean, can you do like guys' brows too? Because like, maybe I could like get a little something because these are probably, I mean, they probably suck. I mean, you're looking at them probably thinking they suck, right? Babe, what, do you think I should like make an appointment? Like, no kidding, no kidding. It was like, he was Dr. Jack and Mr. Hyde because the dude that came in like had me nervous. I was like, okay, we're just gonna block you out. But he saw his wife's brows and it was like 180 degrees. Like I could I'm not so have cameras running and then just oh, edit people sure. don't want to be on camera because that was the funniest thing I had seen. Oh my seen. God. Like this gushing boy. Was like, what? Babe, babe, those look so good. Oh my gosh, babe, those, you look hot. Like I didn't really browse the difference, but you look hot. I'm like, uh. And that is so rewarding. I think that that is like one of the most rewarding um, things that you can do when you can like exceed people's expectations, yes. you know, of what they can achieve. I love, I call it a lashgasm yeah. when the girls wake up and they're like, girl, what? I can't even like, you know, they're just all over the place with their reaction and or you add color and they're like, oh my gosh. And it's what I live for, honestly, in this industry. And I want to get to that place and browse. So I know I will. I just need time. But yeah. Yeah. that's a hilarious story. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for agreeing to come on to this to this Thanks podcast. I'm always like surprised just because I'm so like eh, eh, on social media, like when people walk to like talk to me otherwise I'm like I mean okay yeah <laughs> I know you're so chill about it I'm all like okay this is episode number blah blah, blah. I need to I need to do this and you know because I'm building something but yeah you've been like very very easy to work with I mean just always so chill and I guess my last question is what is your goal for 2021 like do you think 2021 is going to be 2022 chapter two, or I mean, 2020 chapter two, or do you feel like you got big plans? Like what's going on with you? Tell people what you're gonna do, girl. Yeah, my, it's funny because for some reason, 2021 has, it's made me look at my business that I've grown differently. So I still absolutely love what I do. I still absolutely love giving clients confidence and delivering a service. But it's almost like I forget that because I'm a creative person that I have so many other creative niches that I would love to explore. So actually, like what? My goal, yeah, my goal is to um, <laughs> attempt to start another YouTube channel. And basically it's, um, I've already got my logo and everything for it. Because yeah, it's so you got cool. it completely different from the beauty industry but it basically takes my seven interests and passions that I have and I'm just gonna go out and kind of meet 
people, places, and things where they are and like video it. So whether that's like, I'm a little estate, like tiny homes. I'm obsessed with like luxury oh. homes. I'm obsessed with cars. I'm obsessed with DIY and crafting. Um, or yeah. there's, there's seven of them. There's, uh, what else? I mean, real estate, um, luxury there was another l because i have it down to an acronym um, you do wow i do so yeah so i've taken up photography of i have like um a drone so i can do like aerial shots like all of these little components for this other whole thing that i'm looking to do so the goal for this year is to really get the school ramped up and you know we start teaching at least for me i want to teach maybe every other month how many teachers do you have? Uh, we have a total of three right now. Are you training teachers? So I ended up partnering with a gal who has a makeup school who was also doing permanent makeup in addition to her school. So we've kind of come together and she has been doing it uh, just over three years, I think. And she has another gal that's been doing it about the same. So they right. teach and then I teach. So your goal for 2021 is to launch this YouTube channel, which is your passion project, really. Yeah, yeah. That's so amazing. Growing the school and then serving my clients. And growing your school. Oh, I do. I do still love serving them. Um, yeah. But I have kind of let some of like my last clients know that you know, at some point I may not be doing them. <laughs> <sighs> I'm not excited, but I'm just like, you know, if it comes down to it and, you know, especially with my husband retiring, I have to figure out how I'm going to divide my time because it's going to be even more important as my kids get older. And as it's just me and my husband, if he decides he wants to get another career, he says he wants to just be Mr. Mom. And I'm like, I'm okay with that because he's been cleaning and doing dinner. Nice. What? This is what having help feels like? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Like, huh? You know, we, we don't have to eat KFC every night. <laughs> so yeah. There are things that about motherhood that I've just had to accept and let go and be like, it's okay that my kids make their own dinner. It's okay that my kids have to clean their own house. Like my son, I felt guilty because my husband told my son to clean out the refrigerator yesterday. And like, he literally cleaned it out. And the only thing I was worried about was like, did you throw away my lash adhesive? Which I think he might have. Oh no. He's like, what is he this? Didn't know what, I'm like, <laughs> like you owe yeah. me $55. Right. Not cheap. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing your story. Yeah, absolutely. Thank Thanks you for, for being so inspiring. I really, 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 really love you. I'm going to continue to follow you and all that you do. Um, and I just, I really appreciate that. So. Yeah. so thank you so much again for coming on. I wish you all the success in the world in 2021. I will be followed, following you. you. So thank well. you so much. Thank you. you. I appreciate that. It's going to be amazing. Can't wait. <laughs> I think so. Thanks, hon. Bye. Welcome. <laughs> so that is our episode for this week guys i really hope you enjoyed listening to 
Rakina is just rise to glory and her hustle and how inspiring she is even to me. Um, all these years later after meeting her, I look forward to highlighting many women, many more boss babes on our on our weekly podcast. And if you know anyone who should be featured on our web um, on our podcast or have a crazy funny story that you know needs to be shared, send me a screenshot. Slide into my DMs. Email me at Pretty Pillow Talk Podcast, and you'll get to hear your story shared on our episode this season. See you next week.